Okay. So the final NBA awards. Let's first start off with the rookie of the year. Now, LaMelo Ball of the Charlotte Hornets ended up taking home that trophy this year. Now, Millen, what are your thoughts on this? And if you think that he should not have won this, who do you think should have ended up taking this award? Um, honestly, well, I do think that Anthony Edwards, sorry, that LaMelo Ball played an incredible season, incredibly strong, one of the best, one of the best, well, one of the best players, uh, one of the best players in the NBA. And he, I do admire how he worked incredibly hard to become a starter, and he did average some pretty good numbers. But in my opinion, Anthony Edwards was much more consistent. We saw Anthony Edwards drop high um drop higher points and he was more explosive and i think what really did it for anthony edwards was he played every single game in the season didn't miss a single one and also he averaged almost 20 points a game and a lot of people are always saying that anthony edwards he has poor shooting he um he he misses a lot of shots but that's to be expected from a rookie as they're still trying to figure out what works for them on the court. We did see Anthony Edwards improve his three-point shooting towards the end of the season. And I definitely think that based off of his incredible scoring and his impact on the, on the Minnesota Timberwolves and him playing every single game, I definitely think that Anthony Edwards should have taken it. All right, Sachin, what do you think? Who do you think should have won? Okay, so I personally think that I, th- I think it's a close battle, but uh, Anthony Edwards and the Mellow Ball are my number ones. Now, here's the thing, right? Um, stat sheet wise, all Anthony Edwards is beating LaMelo Ball in is points per game. LaMelo averages more total rebounds per game. I think more defensive rebounds per game and offensive. Uh, more assists per game. Higher field goal percentage, three-point percentage, free throw percentage, effective field goal percentage, PER. Um, and also more win shares. So on the stat sheet, LaMelo Ball is beating him across the board. Um, but the thing is, the impact that Anthony Edwards made on his team is much greater than the impact that LaMelo Ball made on his team. And another thing to factor in is that, as you said, Anthony Edwards played all 72 games in this season, and LaMelo Ball missed 21 of them. So he played not nearly as many as Anthony Edwards. So I think that that also makes a huge part because you would much rather have a role player who is consistent and is improving and can do what they have to do properly, consistently, reliably, um, than having a star who might show up two or so of the games of the season and play pretty good, but also possibly play not very well. So I think that Anthony Edwards is overall more consistent and, as stated earlier, uh, made a larger impact on his team. So I think overall this is a really close one. Um, and if I had to immediately, if I had to choose on the spot, I would probably say LaMelo Ball, but there is a very strong case for Anthony Edwards uh, being winner of the Rookie of the Year. All right, but moving on to our next award, Nikola Jokic. I feel like my standpoint on this is fairly obvious, so we'll start off with you, Millen. Uh, What do you think about Nikola winning this award, and do you think anyone else should have won it if he didn't win? Um, I I am one of the biggest Nikola Jokic fans on the planet 
And so, as we know, he actually did, he got swept in the second round of the playoffs. But when the voting was, was happening, we did not know that. We did not know that he was going to get swept. And so, personally, I thought that it was an incredible choice as he was doing incredible up until then. And also, the other candidates were either inconsistent, like Joel Embiid, and constantly getting hurt, or someone who didn't even, who lost to, um, who lost to John Morant? I'm talking about Steph Curry in the play-in tournament. Okay. Uh, so sorry. personally, I think that there was that Nikola Jokic was honestly the only real choice for um for M- for the NBA MVP. I personally think that nobody, um nobody um nobody had the same impact that Jokic had. Played every game and just was an absolute force on the court. And also. Let's take this into account. The other star on Denver literally had his ACL torn. Jamal Murray was supposed to take them through the playoffs like he did last year, but he just couldn't because he was injured. So it was incredible to see Nikola Jokic step up, average 26 points per game, a career high in points, rebounds, and assists. And with only 3.1 turnovers per game, factoring in the eight assists. So, yeah, I personally think that Nikola Jokic was an absolute beast. And, well, yeah, no one else was right for MVP. But I do have something else to say. He was also the, he was also the first MVP to be drafted, in, um, to be drafted um, 40th and beyond in the NBA draft. And he was, on, he was the first MVP to be drafted during a Taco Bell commercial. You can watch the video of him being drafted. It's hilarious. All right, Sachin, what do you think? Who, who do you think should have won the MVP? Um, you, make, uh, you make really great points, um, but some of them I slightly disagree with. Um, now I would like to say one thing. His PER was over 30, uh, 31.3 to be exact, which... I'm sorry, that's just pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, I'll go back to what I was talking about. I personally think Stephen Curry had a chance at the award. Who do I think would have probably won it? Yeah, Nikola Jokic. But here's the thing. Some of the points, like having a bigger impact. Stephen Curry had more points than him uh, and better shooting splits all around in every single category, I think, except for field goal percentage because, you know, Nikola Jokic is a center. Uh, he even had a higher effective field goal percentage, and Nikola Jokic, as I said, is a center, so that's extremely surprising. Um, and I think, yeah, he's not Stephen Curry is not a big man. If you made him seven feet tall um, and let him develop his inside game, I think he would be by far the greatest player of all time. That's not even arguable. Um, I think that Stephen Curry had a larger impact on his team, especially considering his but team. They still didn't, didn't even make the playoffs, Sachin. They still didn't even yes, make it. But here's the thing, right? We can't blame Stephen Curry for that. Like you said, um, or either they're, uh, A, getting hurt or inconsistent or whatever. I'm like, okay. Um, or they lose to but, John uh, Morant. Honestly, I can, blame, I can blame Steph Curry, okay? You know why? The mm-hmm. game was incredibly close. As you know, it went to overtime. The, mm-hmm. um, the Memphis decided to shoot a floater. And you know, no, you know who was guarding Steph Curry? Sorry, guarding John Morant as... As he hit that game-winning by floater, Steph Curry was guarding including him. Including three others. But here's another thing, right? 
Steph Curry couldn't it, stay on him. I yes, think that that loss is Here's Steph the thing, Curry's though. Fault. Here's the thing, though. He was on him. Uh, that's what we call good defense, better offense. And if we're going to go with the whole, well, okay, then if you're admitting the John no, 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 no. It was bad defense, good offense. There were three people on John Moran at that point, though. They were playing zone defense, try and guard jaw right in the paint. Uh, Draymond sagged off of his person, and they were trying. He was trying to guard. So John Morant was very contested, but he still managed to make the shot. All right. Now this is no diss to John Morant. Um, actually, this would this would prove the point that John Morant is great. You can't say losing to John Morant is a benchmark for if you would win MVP or not. So I think that um, having that well, as a um, benchmark for if he I think that MVP is its most valuable player, not best player. It's I agree. I agree. Impact on their team. Steph I Curry. agree, and that's exactly what I'm saying. The play-in tournament is not part of the regular season, and if we're talking about impact on their team during the regular season, then Stephen Curry has by far had that largest impact. In fact, you stated that when I brought up that point. You said that, yeah, sure, but his team still lost in the play-in tournament, and so you're admitting that he did have a larger impact, and they were capable of, be- they were eligible to play in the play-in tournament. In fact, if that didn't exist, they would be in the playoffs. So I think that overall in the regular season, he had a much larger impact. And you yourself said that he had a larger impact, but that they lost in the play-in tournament, which is not part of the regular season and thus cannot count towards count against him, I mean, um, in the MVP race. So I think that that point is kind of ineligible because losing to John Morant in a play-in tournament cannot count because that's not part of the regular season. And he did make a larger impact than Nikola Jokic. And he most definitely, in terms of shooting, like if you were to stick Nikola Jokic into a smaller person and just make him six foot three, I don't think he'd have nearly the success that Stephen Curry is having. When Stephen Curry is on the court, well, I'm not going to say all those stats again. I repeated them in multiple episodes, but Stephen Curry being on the court is giving them a giving them an edge. They're technically above average with Stephen Curry on the court, and without him, they're way below the average. So when he's when he's there and he's playing in the game, uh, they have a chance to win. They have a very good chance to win. But when he's not, then they are almost definitely going to lose. So I think that's a really huge part. And if that doesn't scream impact to you, then I mean that does to me at least. That's that says to me that Stephen Curry really matters to his team, and his team needs him. I mean, otherwise, they'd probably be the worst team in the league at this point. So, I don't know about the whole impact thing. And they the team didn't do half such, such that. Such a, such a, take away Nikola Jokic from, from the Nuggets. Who mm. do they have? Exactly. That That's what I was about to say the Warriors. And, if you take it's away... The it's the same thing. Like, you take away their star player. They're nothing. Okay, both of them, they both would be bottom. But at least, actually, at I least think Nikola Jokic would take him to the playoffs. I actually think that no, no, actually, because here's the thing. If you take away Stephen Curry from the Warriors, you have even less than you have on the Nuggets. Yes, Stephen Curry and Nikola Jokic are very valuable to their teams, but here's the thing, right? The Nuggets are in the third seed, which is leagues beyond the eighth seed. So you can't argue it's a system that lets the star help their team even even more than it does in Stephen Curry's instance. So 
if you take away uh, a star from a third-seeded team who needed that star to get there, and you also take away the star from a ninth-seeded team now because they lost in the playing tournament, and you take away that same star from a ninth-seeded team, then the ninth-seeded team is by far going to be worse than the third-seeded team. Yes, Nikola Jokic was very important, but they had so many supporting pieces around him. Stephen Curry had absolutely no one. And as I said, if there wasn't a play-in tournament, they would be in the playoffs too. And just to prove, I think that the Nuggets actually would have lost if the Nuggets were in the Warriors' position and they had to play the Lakers and the Memphis Grizzlies. They might have been out of the playoffs too. They got swept. So if they were in the Warriors' position, they wouldn't. Act, they actually themselves would end up being out of the turn, out of the playoffs. They got swept, so that's way worse. Um, I mean, come on, it's like winning zero games and losing two games versus winning zero games and losing four. So I think that the Denver Nuggets are actually a better team if you subtract both stars. So Stephen Curry had to have made a greater impact. But that's my personal standpoint on this. Interesting, interesting. So Sachin, um, do you want to talk about Kevin Durant's all-NBA snubbery? Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I don't know how to even put this. How was he not on the All-NBA team? But here's one thing, right? Stephen Curry also missed one vote. He got 99 uh, of the 100 votes. So I think that also counts for, you know, kind of weird voting around here. There's always outliers um, in the voting ballots. And I don't quite know what that is, but come on. You really don't think that out of 100 people uh, who were knowledgeable in basketball and the NBA uh, wouldn't pick Stephen Curry to be in an all-NBA team? And I think the Kevin Durant thing just really exposes that even more. I mean, come on. That's just – that's insane. Uh, but, Melon, Melon, what do you think about these – what do you think about the all-NBA team roster? All-NBA first team roster, I should say. Hmm. Well – I think that Nikola Jokic is on it, and that makes me happy. I don't think that Steph Curry deserves to be on the team, but what? that's just my personal opinion. I'm not going to uh, explain why. Yeah, please. Yeah. I pers- I just don't think that. Um, I just don't think that he deserves it. Oh, but um, can you elaborate a little bit on that? I think that all NBA team. All, um, I just think that he was really good, but. I think that there's a better person for him. I think, okay, don't don't get mad at me on this. I think that Kyrie Irving should have been on. Sorry, no, not Kyrie. Ben Simmons mm-hmm. should have been first team. Okay, hear me out. First okay. of all, he's an incredible player who can score at the rim in any angle. He, bring, he has his team involved, and, and he can just do anything on the court. Also, incredible defender almost defensive player of the year got robbed in my opinion should completely should have been Ben Ben Simmons and also he literally uh, this is an unpopular opinion he carried his team to the first seed he carried him okay well I I, I hear that out I I, I hear that out I'm admitting Steph Curry one of the best players he's he's one of the best like one-on-one players but Ben Simmons he can get his entire team involved and he can do it on both ends of the court with incredible with incredible strengths like oh no completely some, some agree. people aren't good two-way players like Steph Curry 
He's a good two-way player, but he's not a amazing two-way player. Okay, he's but good offense, on defense. also plays into this. Like for example, um, yeah, I'm not gonna use that example because it would pain me deep to my core to have to utter those words. We'll take Paul George as an example. Paul George on the Oklahoma City Thunder was an example of a great two-way player. Now, let's compare that Paul George in 2019 to Ben Simmons in 2021. Let's compare their offenses mainly. Defense, yeah, Paul George got them, but let's focus on their offense. I would say Paul George's offense was probably superior to Ben Simmons's in this current season. Um, and I think that, yeah, you have a great point. Um, mainly, I'd say Ben Simmons might be a better two-way player because he's more well-rounded. His offense isn't nearly as good as Stephen Curry's, but his defense is better, like way better. Um, Curry doesn't really focus on that. His his focus is on, um, you know, offense and the perimeter and getting space, off-ball mainly. So I would definitely agree that Ben Simmons is a more well-rounded uh, two-way player. Um, but what I'm thinking here is that how can how can we not have, regardless of wins, I mean, Curry managed to carry his team to what would normally be the playoffs, and his team is, no offense, kind of garbage, like kind of bad. So how did he do it? By averaging 32 points a game, six rebounds, and six assists, shooting 50-40-90. Also with an effective field goal percentage of 60%, and with a PER that was once 27 so I think that if that doesn't scream God to you, then really nothing will. Um, so, I mean, Curry, he put up insane stats in order to carry his team. And I think that really does deserve a shout out because they would have normally been in the playoffs, as I said. And I mean, come on. He just had to go berserk. He tied Kobe for uh, a player over 33, the longest 30 game win streak or 30 plus points per game. Um, in consecutive games streak uh, for a player that's over 33 years old. So that's really amazing. He broke a lot of records this season. And if it was an 82-game season, he would have beaten his 402 threes in one season by about 30 or so threes. So he is, seriously, he went on a different level. So I think that 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 really does deserve a shout-out. But I see your point about the wins. You know, uh, Ben Simmons was able to carry his team to – a larger number of wins, and he was able to carry his team to the first seed, which is extremely important. But I think all NBA team isn't really meant for people who gave their team wins, but themselves weren't that amazing. If the, if that makes sense, um, like you can be a mediocre-ish player. I'm not saying Ben Simmons is mediocre. He is very amazing. But I'm giving an example of. If you had a mediocre player on a team that was the first seed in the Western or the Eastern Conference, and you automatically put them in an all-NBA team for that, I I don't know if that's completely fair. And the reason why this example wouldn't work is because Ben Simmons is an extremely important piece in the Philadelphia 76ers. But reason why I'm saying a mediocre player is to show that Stephen Curry is superior to that, and Stephen Curry is a better player than that. So I think that... All-NBA team is not completely based off of wins because that's what the MVP is for. You have to be the most valuable player on the best team in the league in order to win an MVP or at least some sort of combination of that. And Stephen Curry, unfortunately, didn't meet the requirements with his team being officially kicked out of the playoffs by the Los Angeles Lakers and the Memphis Grizzlies. So 
that's that's kind of where that comes into play, and that's how Stephen Curry didn't end up winning the MVP. But all NBA teams-wise, that's just about skill, really. It's more based on skill than wins, although wins does play a factor. Um, it's really based on your ability and how you play on the court. And in terms of that, Stephen Curry is one of, if not, and in my opinion, uh, the best player um, in that exact category. All right, but moving on, Millen. Next, we have the sixth man of the year, which is Jordan Clarkson, I believe. All right, so what are your thoughts on Jordan Clarkson winning the sixth man of the year? I know you had him picked a little while back, so how does this feel? Oh, well, Jordan Clarkson, I was watching his highlights, and, well, he is now my new favorite player in the NBA. What can I say? He's an incredible scorer. He's he's Lou Williams of modern era. He's going to be the next Lou Williams, guarantee it. He has a beautiful jump shot, can attack at all angles, and he's actually not too bad on the defensive end. I I think that he's a great player. He's really had an amazing impact on the Utah Jazz, and I'm really excited to see how his career progresses. All right, Sachin, what do you think? Agreed. You know, Jordan Clarkson is not one um, to show it on the stats sheet, um, but really, if you just look at his game and how he plays, you can see why he's such an essential piece to the Utah Jazz. So I think it makes – oh, who were, by the way, the first seed. Uh, just had to mention that. Um, so I think it really does show that they – Jordan Clarkson is an awesome player. And when you're on a team that's winning and you're performing well and you mesh with your team – and that's what causes the wins, then I really think that he deserves the sixth man of the year. I He's my personal pick. He was Millen's personal pick. And I think it all, it all kind of works out. But, yeah, I think that is going to wrap up today's episode of the Daily Post podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next time.